are so excited. We are here to talk Disney. This is so fun. We love talking Disney films. And uh, my friend Stanford is here to talk about Pocahontas. Hi, Rachel. Yes, Pocahontas. <laughs> <laughs> this is the 33rd uh, Disney animated classic in, in the canon. And uh, yeah, we're going to have a lot of fun uh, talking all about this somewhat controversial film. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> So this movie was, came out in 1995 and was right in the middle of the Disney Renaissance. And there's like this mistaken idea that like the Lion King got all the talent and like Pocahontas didn't because people like, you know, love the Lion King, not as favorably about this film, but that's actually not the case, correct? Yes. That's how I understand, understand it too, Rachel, that Within within feature animation at Disney, Pocahontas was the A film, yeah. you know, that everybody was wanting to work on. And then The Lion King was, you know, kind of the B film, the talking animal film, you know. And, yeah. and holy smokes, you look at what happened and, and is, yeah, very interesting. Yeah, because Pocahontas got Alan Macon, who was just, you know, at the height of his powers. Yeah. At that time, uh, it uh, had all of your big name uh, animators and story team, Joe Grant, Glenn Keane, uh, you know, big, pretty big names. And um, it, it, like, you could, I think, safely say that The Lion King was kind of the bad news bears of Disney, whereas The uh, <laughs> Pocahontas was the prestige kind right. of project. Right, right, yeah. Which is well interesting, said. yeah. And so, you know, when I, a lot of people that have listened to this podcast will have listened to my uh, review, rather scathing <laughs> review on my uh, Disney Canon series. And yes. I stand by everything I said in that review. I think that this movie is better. I said in the, I said in my review that this movie is a Disney Twilight movie. And to be perfectly frank, I think that that's the best way to review to watch this movie. I think that this is a movie to watch just as fluff, silly, romantic fluff. <laughs> like you would watch like a Twilight movie, you know? <laughs> and I, I, and I, I don't know. I think that that's like, that's kind of the approach that I took to it. Maybe it was just like just seen uh, a Hallmark movie right before. <laughs> and uh and so maybe that's kind of the different reaction because i was just like this is fine this is a great but uh it's silly fluffy kind of fun i, I was more i wasn't quite as harsh this time because i wasn't like really critically analyzing it in the same way but we'll talk about all those criticisms but i don't know how did you feel about when you watching it this time well it was i i was really happy to rewatch it I, I haven't seen this film in a while I, I've always thought this was an incredibly ambitious movie, mm -hmm. uh, and with with some beautiful parts, and it's also really flawed. <laughs> uh, yeah. And I think even this view, this this you know mo most recent viewing, the flaws were really screaming at, <laughs> really screaming yeah. at me. But then also some of the parts that I remember liking. I, I still I still like yeah. too. Yeah. yeah, I think that that's very fair. So I asked on Twitter, and I've been trying to do this more on my podcast, uh, is to get that feedback from people. Uh, and um, 
I asked on Twitter, thoughts on Pocahontas, hate it, find it underrated. So here we go. And so I got a ton of responses. I can't read all of them. But uh, I did like, uh, Hunks of Hallmark <laughs> says, girl, John Smith is hot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was one of my favorites. Um, my friend Larry at LC Screen Talk says, as you know, I like it much more than you, speaking about me. Uh, the, the music for me is amazing in caps. In this, it is amazing in this film. I really like every single song except for the villain song, but the rest, even the smaller, more background songs, such as the Grandmother Willow's hymn type of song are fantastic. Also, I love the overall message it sends regarding different people and the environment and compassion and empathy. Don't like the fact that they completely disregarded history and tribal input though. So there you go, that's one opinion. Conrado Falco says, most beautiful Disney film visually. Story-wise, fine. History-wise, very problematic. That's certainly fair. Um, but that's pretty high praise. Most beautiful Disney film visually. Uh, Greg McBride says, love it. It's become a must-watch every year uh, during the autumn season. There are beautiful messages in this film, and it also represents many breakthroughs given the time it was made. Really holds up uh, for exclamation points. And I love the recut version with the bonus song they originally cut. So there you go. Let me read a couple more. Um, Love Pirate says, it's grown on me a lot since it first came out. Really disliked it when I saw it in the theater, but I've come to love the music and the animation. Still not one of my favorites. Um, a lot of other mixed bags. Uh, Kyle says, Kyle of, Kyle of Dogs. He says, aggressively good and aggressively wrongheaded at the same time makes for a very frustrating watch. And... Um, and then Animal Antics says, as someone who is very stubborn on historical accuracy, I actually somehow enjoyed it. I don't think it's as good as the previous movies from the Renaissance, but I don't think it's bad either. So there you go. That's a whole bunch of different yeah. on the movie. Which is yeah, great, great feedback from your followers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, and uh, so, yeah, it's interesting. Do you think that that's part of the reason why maybe we are as hard on it is because... The other films in the Renaissance are so outstanding. And this kind of marked a turning point for the Renaissance mm -hmm. of not being as great. Yeah, no, I agree. I think the corner was turned to Pocahontas. And, and uh, it's just, you know, it is what it is. <laughs> yeah, right. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, and I, I, I have to almost believe a little bit that part of that turning kind of that the, 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 this is the first movie that really felt the loss of, of Howard Ashman completely, I think. Oh, absolutely. I, I thought that same thing to you, Rachel, that I wonder what this movie would have been like if Howard Ashman had been involved in, in it. And, you know, if Disney was really wanting to do a, kind of this Romeo and Juliet slash West Side Story type of a film uh, set, set in America and all these different things, uh, boy, it, it would be different. It would be different, and it probably would be better. Because, but, but anyway, in Little Mermaid, Howard Ashman actually got story credit for it, which is rare for a lyricist. Typically, that doesn't happen. Right. And he would. He was known to dress up in the roles. He dressed up as Ursula to give the writers an idea of uh, of you know what he wanted. Um, mm -hmm. So he was more than just a lyricist. And I, Stephen Schwartz is one of my absolute favorite lyricists there is, but he was not as good in this as yeah. Howard Ashman. <laughs> yeah. 
Exactly. <laughs> and again, as we're saying, this it's such an ambitious film. I think this had to have been a re- really a difficult project, I would think. Yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, as well as as we'll explore. <laughs> yeah. And I think that a lot of it was because uh, Dances with Wolves had just been a massive hit, both critically and financially. And I, I have to believe that that was somewhat into their thinking of like, we're going to tackle this kind of story that's sort of similar to that. People are going to love it. And, uh, but I've always felt like Pocahontas was the wrong character to, to try to do. I think Sacagawea would have been much better because she had a, an exciting life of adventure and exploration. There's definitely romance there. Lewis and Clark, you know, and all that stuff. Like it's, she is a character that I think is a happier character in, uh, I mean, I'm no experts, maybe, maybe not, but that's my understanding compared to Pocahontas who had a pretty sad life. Yeah. And again, uh, even though this movie was quote unquote inspired by real events, uh, they, they made so many, they take, they took so many liberties with it uh, for their dramatic telling of this story uh, it's all again it's almost i mean yeah the the names the names are there but wow everybody has got a different a different kind of different kind of story i i wondered too again i i i i hate to second guess these filmmakers i wasn't there you know i mean i, I wasn't making these decisions but uh if if it had been some kind of a story, but they just didn't even use the, they just used different names. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> like, I think so. Like what they did with Moana. Yeah, yeah. yeah they, you know, you create a story that's about Native Americans and then these English settlers and and yeah. the conflict that that caused. And uh, so anyway, it's yeah. I mean, there's a lot of here's tricky. something I think's interesting is that. Uh, well, actually, first I want to say, like, historical inaccuracies do not bother me in a movie. Right. It just bothers me in a bad movie, because then it's <laughs> awkward. And I love that, yeah. like, I loved The Greatest Showman, and some people might say that's a bad movie, and we'll disagree, because I thought it was really fun, and I really enjoyed it. Obviously, it's super historically inaccurate, but that doesn't matter to me, because I think it's a good movie. It's a fun movie, yeah. So, so that's kind of the opposite experience here that you have, and uh, or something like Pearl Harbor or this, you know, it's just kind of insulting and, and it's so historically inaccurate that it's it's really frustrating. And so, yeah, so some of the things that it's historically inaccurate about, um, well, the first one is so interesting to me because uh, if, if this, a lot of people doubt whether the whole Pocahontas saving John Smith thing even happened. Right. Because yeah, because he didn't really start talking about it until after she had died and she was yeah. a popular character figure in the, in England. So a lot of people think he made it up, first of all. The second of all is that Pocahontas, if it did happen, she would have been only a child. She would have been 10 or 11 when it happened. And the thing is, is that I, I don't understand why Disney never, almost never makes film about, films about children. Like, that's one thing I love about Lilo and Stitch. It's actually about a little girl. Like, there's very few. And you'd think that Disney is a, is a movie, you know, they make movies for children a lot. Why don't they have more children in their movies? Like, um, you know, Meet the Robinsons has one. Um, 
Pinocchio, I guess, is. I mean, there's a few, but there's not that many. <laughs> Most of them are adolescents that have these, you know, that want to have these romances and stuff. Uh, you know, but I, most most characters in Disney movies are between like sixteen and twenty-two. Yeah. What do yeah. you think that is? You know, good good question. You know, I, I don't know if there's. I I, I I hear what you're saying, and I've thought about it too. I I don't know. I just almost think that it's just kind of how things worked out. Yeah. They're just based on what the like the films they just have decided to make, uh, and. Yeah, I mean, I guess there's Mowgli, and there's, um, there's, uh, what's his name in Sword in the Stone. Well, and there's your favorite Penny from The Rescuers, too. <laughs> yeah, right. Sorry. <laughs> bring that up. Uh, but, yeah. But, uh, yeah, <laughs> Penny and then Cody from The Rescuers Down Under. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't know. It's, it's an interesting, it's an interesting thing. Yeah. Because I would think that would be such a cool movie mm-hmm. to have a movie about this, like, 10, 11-year-old girl who sees, you know, sees what's going on, who intervenes, saves the life of this man, teaches her dad a lesson. Like, that would be a really great movie. You know, I watched the, uh, after I watched the, the movie, I, I watched uh, some of the extras, you know, that were on the, uh, um, on my digital copy of Pocahontas. And it has, uh, a, it, they have a version of, of uh, Colors of the Wind, kind of an earlier audio track of the song Colors of the Wind. Mm-hmm. And then a bunch of storyboards. It's, I guess it was a sizzle reel, if I'm not mistaken, that they put together in 1992 that they were showing, you know, showing people what they were working on. And it had all sorts of interesting storyboards, you know, f- from the development, story development of the film. And it looked, at least some of them, it looked like they were exploring having Pocahontas be younger. Yeah. You know, and uh, it was interesting because her costume changed quite a bit too. The younger version of Pocahontas was completely covered in, le- in leathers, you know, really from from her neck down to her, down to her feet. And then eventually they made her, you know, older and then um put that different outfit on her but mm-hmm. uh yeah again same thing i just wondered what kind of it would be fascinating to learn about the different iterations that they that they that they went through i so i think what some of the more famous ones and, and they show some of the pictures in that in that little colors of the wind thing but one of the animal sidekicks they were throwing around was having a turkey. Have you seen that or heard that? Oh, you know, the, yeah, the, I remember that. Yeah, that, that uh, Pogon, <laughs> rather than Miko and Flit, it was going to be some, I think the turkey had a name too. I can't remember what, what the name was. But anyway, I mean, I'm sure it had a name, but I just, uh, they, had, they had shared that with the, you know, uh, public. But anyway, but yeah, we would just wonder what, what, what kind of movie it, 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 it could have been. And they made the, just the different liberties that they decided to take with it and do this love story. And the more, you know, according to Roy Disney, he was calling it a more dramatic telling of, of the story. But then also, as you were saying too, the producers, I think because there's not a definitive story, you know, there's so many different versions or there's lack of agreement among scholars about what really, you know, what happened that they just decided to take their own creative liberties to it. I think when I first watched her age, when I first watched this and there was all this raging going on about, you know, and back in 95 and all the raging going on about the historical inaccuracies, I just took it more as an allegory. Mm. You know, I just thought this, 
nothing's right about this movie other than it really is an interesting allegory about prejudice and and uh hmm. I kind of t- I took that makes it a little more pleasing for me, but mm-hmm. I still get upset over things. Yeah. <laughs> there's, there's plenty of things I, I can tell you about here as we move forward. Well, but yeah. we will definitely talk about that. Uh, but I wanted to read the words of Chief Roy Crazy Horse oh, yeah. of the Powhatan Tribe. He wrote a piece called "The Pocahontas Myth," and which is really good. I'll put a link down in the description if you want to read that. But he says, in 1995, Roy Disney decided to release an animated movie about a Powhatan woman known as Pocahontas. In answer to a complaint by the Powhatan Nation, he claims the film is responsible, accurate, and respectful. We of the Powhatan Nation disagree. The film distorts history beyond recognition. Our efforts to assist Disney with cultural and historical accuracy were rejected. Our efforts, to, our efforts urging him to reconsider his misguided mission were spurred so yeah that's too bad i that made me sad i wondered i know that they i mean they they claim in some of these again behind the scenes stuff that i watched and that i've read that they did consult with some native americans um we don't you know i don't Mm -hmm. know who clearly it wasn't the powhatan tribe and that's uh that's that's sad sad. sorry that they were upset about it yeah, for sure. And uh, why don't you read the quote that you had from Russell Means, who, oh, yeah. who was a famous uh, Native American actor, uh, probably one of the most famous, and he voiced uh, the chief. Yes. Um, you what know, did he have to say? Russell Means uh, was very positive. So here's his quote. This film, meaning Pocahontas, is the finest feature film ever done about American Indians in the history of Hollywood. It's so revolutionary. It shocked me when they showed it to me. The first thing that shocked me was the truth. Uh, the Eurocentric males are admitting why they came here, to kill Indians and to rob and pillage. That's never been done before. This is also the first time, other than on Northern Exposure, a TV show, Northern Exposure he's referring to, mm-hmm. that a human face has been put on an Indian female. Here's this young woman who's wiser than her father or any man in the village, and she causes peace to reign. It's beautiful. It's really interesting. It's really Fasc- interesting. I know it's yeah. very fascinating. Just kind of these different, different viewpoints of it. Yeah. And I did reach out and tried to have somebody that's Native American join the podcast, but I had no luck. So I did try because um, obviously we can't speak <laughs> yay or nay. We can just sort of present these quotes. Yeah. Uh, and um, uh, you know, people can I guess decide for themselves or look into it more. Yeah. Uh, but, um, but yeah, I mean, it is, I just, I just wish they hadn't had this sappy romance and heaven knows I love a sappy romance, but I don't know. I just didn't feel like they had chemistry and it just felt like she was a very, like, we'll talk more about Pocahontas character, but I, I just would have been okay with it if I, if I liked the romance better. And yeah. since I don't. And it doesn't really work for me. That just kind of leaves, <laughs> sort of leaves a bad taste in my mouth. Uh, again, uh, I, I'm willing to, to forgive the historic inaccuracies of, uh, of the, uh, uh, of Greatest Showman because I like it and I like the music and the message. Um, but, uh, but this, I just didn't like the characters as much. And, um, but, uh, but let's talk first a little bit about just the animation itself, because I think that's one of the standouts. Our friend Conrado, he says it's the most visually 
stunning film in the history of Disney animation. So that's high praise from, from him. Uh, I don't know. What do you think about the a- animation? Well, I, I love the art direction of this film. I can't say that I really love the character design. I think that Pocahontas herself is a beautiful, I mean, Glenn Keane, you know, the mm-hmm. master, right? Right. Uh, I think he he designed her in a in a in a beautiful way, but you know, this is kind of rude. She's kind of like Barbie. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's yeah. just not. Uh, her hair is so beautiful, and that I was just gonna so say <laughs> her hair is my favorite, and I love how often it's just blowing to the side. Yeah. Too and. Uh, I I think that I I think it's lovely. I don't mean to be too critical about that, but uh, no. But I agree I, on the character animation. I feel like the character designs are very um, geometric. Like yeah, Pocahontas I, basically that, looks like two triangles. Two triangles, and Radcliffe is the rectangle. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, uh, and so to me, it's not that pleasing as far as character designs. But well, I do and think and the oh, go ahead. Sorry, I do think that the backgrounds and the nature and those things that is beautiful. Yeah, see, I'm with that. So the the backgrounds I just think are stunning. I love those incredibly high vertical, just the trees, you know, just all those shots of of, of the trees and and the just the interesting backgrounds that they choose to use. I think the color palette's very very interesting, mostly because you know when I visited Virginia, it's, it seems very 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 green, and they kind of made it blue. <laughs> and, uh, you know, but but it's okay. I mean, again, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's just this, you know, kind of a stylistic choice, and mm-hmm. it's gorgeous. I yeah. think I had I had read that the team was influenced by Sleeping Beauty, and mm-hmm. I and I think that there is some of that, you know, uh, in, in those highly detailed backgrounds. I thought grandmother Will the grandmother Willow character, her tree trunk looked like one of those Ivan Earl trees in a way, you know, to yeah. me from Sleeping Beauty. So. I love that. Again, not a big fan of the character designs. I can't speak to John Smith. I don't know if if sounds like you know your your one reader thinks he's pretty is is is, is handsome. Very hunky. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but uh, the everybody else almost just kind of seemed plain. I guess I kind of like the chief, but but uh, yeah. Yeah, anyway. I, I like I like uh, in every way pretty much. I like Pocahontas's friend. Nicoma, uh-huh. I like her better in every way. <laughs> She's a better character in my opinion. But even in the in her animation, I like her design a little bit better uh, mm-hmm. than Pocahontas. But um, but yeah, and there was some criticism of Pocahontas that she looked more South Asian, like right. Croatian. Yeah, the way that her face her face is drawn. Yeah, I, I, Native I, American. I agree. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So yeah, it's interesting. So. Um, but yeah, so let's talk about, but I love, I love like in Colors of the Wind. I mean, that, that's beautiful the way that everything flows and, and, uh, it's a gorgeous sequence. Yeah. yeah, Really pretty. So yeah, yeah. That's, and, and I love in Savages, the way that the reds and the. I do too. Savages is a really terrific sequence as well. Really dramatic. And again, all that really stylized use of red and the, and the, and the funky, like the, like all the shadows, the way that, you know, the way yeah. that they place them on the, yeah, I, I love it too. Mm-hmm. It's a great scene. So, okay. So uh, let's talk about the characters. So Pocahontas, as I said, I think I don't really like her as a character. She's my least favorite Disney princess. 
because she's just so preachy and she's so like I think it would have been so much better if they had made Pocahontas not be able to speak English and they would have had to learn how to communicate and like if you watch Terrence Malick's the new uh, the new world that's the that's what he did and uh, he even used like a really really rare Native American uh, Powhatan I guess some um, dialect very rare that only a few people speak and um uh, and that I thought was so much more interesting I mean it's it's gonna be hard to do because you have uh, you have kids but um, like in Atlantis the Lost Empire they do they make the the princess basically mute like she doesn't speak and I think that that's way better <laughs> and so you have to like work the male character has to work to kind of get to know her and uh i don't know i just think it would be would have been more interesting what do you think oh totally agree my first groan inducing moment of my of this rewatch was when uh you know pocahontas and john smith are meeting for the first time and i think it's actually quite beautiful you know mm -hmm. as, as how they how they did that whole scene but then when they 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 touched their hands and the leaves come around and you can hear grandmother will sing and then they they start talking english to each other and the animals are all you know miko is all surprised about it too and i just think oh you know this so dumb yeah. I, again i know that they had to figure out a way for these characters to communicate and for them to like have this it's almost like it was magic, you know? Mm -hmm. It's kind of like Pocahontas' mother was blowing the wind and it was magic, you know, for them to to be able to understand each other. And I know, I'm sure I can only imagine the agony, the agonizing discussions they had in the story room about this, but I sure didn't like this. Yeah, yeah. because, I mean, I guess it's, it's a tricky thing because then you have to make her dad speak. Right. And, you know, like, how do you make it work? It's tough. But it would have been better. It just what they decided wasn't good because yeah. her character is just she's perfect. She but, but, and she's like headstrong, but not in a likable way, in my opinion. Like uh, some people don't like Ariel, think she's too much of a brat. But in my opinion, Ariel has a vision of what she wants in life. She knows where she she knows she doesn't belong where she's at, and she knows where she wants to be. And uh, and so that's there's at least to me there's something likable about that. There's something I can relate to about that as opposed to Pocahontas where she just dislikes everything and preaches to everybody. She dislikes the ideas her father has. She dislikes uh, doesn't want to get married to Coquitlam. Doesn't like you know the ideas of John Smith. Like she just kind of sort of a brat and but like thinks that she knows the answer to every question and knows how to. You know, <laughs> Yeah. Very preachy character. And it just makes her kind of, ugh, to me. Yeah, no, I, I hear what you're saying. And I, I, I guess maybe the, the really, truly the first groan inducing moment for me was being, was her ridiculous 300 foot swan dive that she does. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, because I know that they're, I know that they're introducing the character and that she's, you know, she's brave and, and as you're saying, just, you know, got these strong opinions I don't know. It's just that was just so dumb. I just thought because again, as they're going, who could do that and survive? <laughs> Number one, yeah, right. <laughs> right. she's a cliff jumper. What are you saying? <laughs> um, yeah, I, I just yeah. that that could have worked, but yeah, it's a little, definitely a little much. And I don't know. She's just 
She's just not a very likable character. I think that her friend is way more likable. <laughs> yeah, Nakoma's just seems <laughs> way real. better. Uh, she, yeah, she's just she's real. And yeah. yeah uh I yeah, no, I, I, I hear what you're saying. I, I don't I don't really think I've never really viewed Pocahontas as, as unlikable, but I, I hear you about the preachy part. But yeah, I, like there's a whole scene where he he shows her his gold. And she's like, oh, we don't care about gold. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, right. Like the, the Native Americans had like they knew about gold. Like that was yeah. stupid. Like yeah. they knew about gold. And uh so anyway, yeah, that that's a hard part about her character. And I think that's makes it hard for them to have chemistry when you have when you have these characters who just love each other because they're beautiful. Right. There's really no other reason yeah. that for, for them and also another really weird choice like I like Grandma Willow but why would you have when you have a shaman that is a character in the movie briefly shown why wouldn't you have him be the spiritual guidance for Pocahontas yeah I think that's an interesting I thought that was interesting too because uh, I mean that, that those willow sequences those sequences with the grandmother willow they're beautifully animated yeah, i love sure. i love the leaves you know i mean the yeah. I just everything is, is wonderful but i agree i agree with you it's just like it seems really random and she doesn't necessarily i mean she kind of helps her but not i mean but not really right she's not she because at the very well yeah the very end you know when she's Oh, you found your path, child. Now follow it. But it wasn't so much like, well, let me help you find your path. <laughs> you know? I don't know. I agree with yeah. you. It's 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 problematic to me. I mean, it's definitely something that a shaman could have said, and that would have felt more. Yeah, that would have felt more. Authentic. Especially when you have. Uh, it's so weird in this movie because the animals don't talk, but the tree talks. What? Right. No, that's no. I agree with you. Yeah, exactly. The. <laughs> With this, the, yeah, this talking tree. I, I, I don't know. I, again, I think there's something kind of mystical about it, which, yeah. which is appealing. But I, I agree with you. It seems out of place. And again, just one of the challenges of this film is that if they're trying to make take these people that really lived, or you know, and, and make this somewhat realistic story, and then these really crazy fantasy elements get thrown in you know <laughs> yeah, right right i didn't necessarily groan when grandmother was shelled up but i was just remember thinking oh yeah this is kind of a problem right um so you also have thomas is introduced as a character who's christian bale christian bale uh and uh and he's sort of the friend of john's and uh and then uh, you have Kokumon, who is the love interest of the Native American love interest of Pocahontas. Those are sort of our main characters. And then we have our uh, villain, uh, Radcliffe, and who was a real person who really lived and starved to death and was actually like not a horrible person. <laughs> I know. I just, again, interesting <laughs> choice to kind of make him the bad guy <laughs> at one dim and one dimensional. Oh my beyond gosh. one dimensional yeah. yeah like literally they get off the boat and start digging for gold yeah he, immediately he, he's chucking shovels to everybody 
<laughs> like you yeah. wouldn't like get some food. <laughs> like, I mean, come on. Get some rest or even say a prayer of gratitude. You know, he's like, no. Yeah. Yeah, get, right. Get, get yeah. Boys. <laughs> James Town Colney were very religious. You would never know that here. And he actually says, this is one of his lines. This new world is going to be great. I'm going to get a pile of gold, build a big house. And if any Indian tries to stop me, I'll blast him. So that's kind of nuance that we're talking about here. Yeah, he's, he's such a one no wonder, you know. I just, <laughs> I'm in a wonder. Just, I mean, I don't even think you dig for gold on the beach. Like, <laughs> maybe, who knows? But I don't know. I hate mine, mine, mine. I think it is the worst. The, I mean, the Gargoyle song, uh, the um, A Guy Like You, is the worst song in Disney as far as like placement and like what it does to the movie but mine my mind is just such a bad song i think i hate it <laughs> you know i i can hear i hear what you're saying i i don't i don't hate it i i think the, the one thing that i do like about mine my mind is that again like it's difficult but you get these you, you really understand the character motivations of john smith and Ratcliffe, you know mm-hmm. with that we kind of knew about John, even though you know he's a bit of a rogue. Mm-hmm. He he just is he's an adventure seeker that wants his freedom, right? Yeah. And and so this new world is gonna provide that for him. Uh so My I bottom that's three. the only part I like are those that, that they oh, at okay, least yeah. the John Smith has a verse right. you know, in it and, and uh it's kind of an interesting comparison between the two. But yeah, I hear you. Yeah, in my bottom three Disney songs are uh, A Guy Like You, Mine, 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 and Say It With a Slap from... Uh, <laughs> from uh, Bongo. Bongo yeah. <laughs> okay. So yeah, there are some really good songs, though. Just Around the River Bend is uh, which I classic. Love. Alan Menken. Beautifully animated, too. Mm-hmm. You know. And yeah. Judy Kuhn as her singing vocalist is, I think one of the best in all of disney oh i agree with you i i love judy kuhn's voice she's she's just marvelous yeah Mm -hmm. yeah and uh and then colors of the wind of course is gorgeous song really great yeah and it won the oscar that year correct yeah and pocahontas believe it or not won two oscars for music you know i mean they best song for colors of the wind and best score down making the score too yeah yeah which I, I mean, wow. Alan Menken is amazing. I mean, Alan Menken is incredible, and and you know the score is beautiful. Yeah, I think. It's, yeah, yeah. It's, agreed. Yeah, yeah Colors One is really great, and uh, so then we get up to we have those those sequences, and then we get up to the point where Nakoma uh, N- N- tells the chief and Kokuam about Pocahontas and John Smith. Uh, she's worried about her friend. And uh, and then they go, Kokon goes after them, sees John Smith and Pocahontas kissing. And one of, like, I would say, like, Aladdin and Jasmine kissing is pretty good. Um, but I would say that John Smith and, and Pocahontas have one of the best Disney kisses. It's a good kiss. Yeah. And, I mean, I think that the animators were, they got that one right, at least. Because it, yeah. looks, it, looks, it looks real, you know. It looks and, passionate and good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so... So even though uh, all this other stuff, I think they kind of missed on that, that one. They aced. <laughs> yeah, they got the, the and so Thomas is there as well, hiding. Sees Kokum coming up, thinks that uh, he's going to be endangering um, of uh, 
John. And so Thomas kills Copal. And uh, this dramatic scene where he's holding on to, to Hokanis' necklace that her father had given her at the beginning, yeah. and it breaks. And, uh, and so this is where Radcliffe decides he's going to use the, this, this thing to, uh, to try to defeat the, the uh, Indians and uh, try to gain their land. Um, and then, of course, the, the chief is very upset as well. And, uh, and that's when we get savages. And I really like savages. I think it's actually one of the better Disney songs. Like, I, I guess some of the lyrics are a little clunky, but I really like what it's trying to do. Yeah. What it's trying to say. And yeah. I don't know if this is what you were kind of talking about with allegory, but in, um, in savages where you have the, you have the Native Americans who are convinced that the white people are savages and they kind of are to be honest. Um, and then you have the, uh, you have the white people who think that the Native Americans are savages and they both don't see each other as human. And so they're just this building, building, building conflict. And then that reaches to the point of Pocahontas saving John Smith. And I don't know, what do you think about all that? Well, uh, that's a really good summary. I have a few things. Uh, First off, I think I'm here. I've been, you know, rather critical of of, of the story team on this movie, and I don't, again, I don't mean to to diss these, you know, great artists, but uh, I thought that they did a nice job with Thomas as a character because yeah. uh, Thomas, even though he's you know he's a secondary character in the film, he's he's this is his first kind of voyage you know he's he's young and so john smith is he saved him on the ship when you know when he when he fell off and uh and he's just kind of nurtured him along and then ratcliffe has just been a total jerk to him right so he's just, just feeling this pressure that you know again one note ratcliffe is saying you gotta you know you gotta shoot these indians right if they even get near you you gotta use that gun well and you know shoot them and so they, they at least, I thought they did a, a really good job at least setting up why Thomas, I mean, poor guy, what a horrible spot to be in, you know, and, and that he kills Coco one, but it was not so much out of cold blood. It was just out of, I think, out of feeling fear and fear. Yeah. And, and yeah. fear. So I really liked how they set that up. Yeah, that was good. I agree. With him. And then that whole Savages sequence, you know, it's, 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 it's clearly the, the the climax of the film uh and just expertly done i'm with you some of the lyrics are are a little clunky but it's it's still is 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 a great it's a great scene and pocahontas finally figures out what you know what she needs to do what because it's been kind of conflicting her throughout the film right in that in that song and i just i i love I love the use of the compass and, and, and with her, I mean, they've got the three things. They've got the, the settle, you know, the Jamestown settlers, the Indian tribe coming towards together. And then Pocahontas is, is, is running too. And they do all sorts of cool things with nature and, and, and different things, you know, as yeah. with her, her, with her party. And it's, it's well, and I like how her vocals done. are, you hear the savages, savages. Then it's like, now, place the drums of yes. war or, or something similar to yeah. that 
over top of the savages. Like oh, it, it really gives great. you that sense of focus and you see yeah. them running. Yeah. Good. It's really good, it's, I think. It's it's really good. I think it's 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 one of the best parts of the movie for sure. If not the best. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah was that the main allegory you were like thinking of when you said that you thought the movie did a good job as far as an allegory or, or well yeah you... i mean because again i think that it is it's an allegory about prejudice mm-hmm. i i think or a story about prejudice and mm-hmm. and uh what it what it can lead to you know the destructive path that it can lead to and so again they didn't get their facts straight, necessarily straight but but pocahontas does an incredibly heroic thing and you know she she flings herself on top of john smith just right as her dad is about to kill him and and talks about how this 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 path is you know this path to war is not good and we've got you know they need to stop it and 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 uh she won't she's not gonna move so if her dad's gonna kill john smith she's gonna he's gonna have to kill her too and that really is a wake-up call i think for for both groups they can see this and again just because they love each other or whatever you know (laughs) we both agree that the love story is not is not great but a beautiful i think it's a beautiful way to present uh the, the you know what what prejudice can do and what it takes to overcome it and uh, so yeah, that, yeah, that, I think that definitely the allegory, the way I see it, comes comes through that. Hmm. I can see that, yeah, definitely. And I mean, I think that they were trying to do something. Do uh, I think they were? It's weird because it ends up feeling so like culturally uh, insensitive. But I think they were trying to do a different kind of princess. They were trying to do a different kind of a female character i think and uh, so you know i think they're obviously a different race character or a different race for the disney princesses they were trying to uh to do something different and groundbreaking and it's just they just uh shouldn't have picked a a real person (laughs) that's a a lot of the main problem and they shouldn't have made it so sappy i think uh, it just leaves kind of a bad taste in your mouth yeah, you know, agreed. Although I got to tell you, I I have always found the ending of this film mm-hmm. to be really satisfying, yeah. and I and I'm not, I don't know. I mean, should I really be anxious to talk with you about this to to get your to get your take on it? Because she doesn't choose the dude; she she decides to stay with her people. Like she picks duty, and over you know over romance yeah and i thought it was a i know that it was controversial and that was also controversial because it was like the first disney animated feature that had a bittersweet ending you know like yeah she didn't he didn't get both you know what i mean she's like she she got her man and and uh is gonna be there to help her people but she had to choose and uh i i that that worked it that's always worked for me, and again, and it's, it remained with this rewatch. What about for you? Awesome, yeah. No, I do like the ending. I I, I appreciate that. I I don't know if it's a hundred percent earned by the character that she would behave that way. 
Um, she's, she's been a pretty self-experience <laughs> at that point. She's been so preachy. <laughs> <laughs> but it is not, it is a different choice and I do appreciate it. And, um, and that, and it is, if this happened, you know, obviously as an 11 year old, she's not going to leave. Like, so it is technically accurate and she didn't go over to England until later and didn't marry John Rolfe. Um, and we don't even want to talk about Pocahontas too, because it doesn't exist. Which I refuse to watch. <laughs> I, I've never, I've never seen that because you know I, those cheap goals. I can't, I can't even bear them. It's so bad. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I do appreciate the ending. And like I said, if I'm just watching this, because uh, if I have on my, um, I don't know, I'm I'm watching a sappy romance hat on, um, then I. I found it a lot more tolerable and maybe that's weird. And maybe I should have the exact same criteria for all movies, but I don't know. Like if I'm going into a movie that is an Oscar winner, I'm going to have a different standard than like, than when I watch a Hallmark movie, I just am, you know, I'm a human being. And uh, I think they, I don't know. It's kind of like, um, uh, like, I did not care for the recent Annihilation movie. I don't know, it's going to sound like a weird representative, but people could be like, how could you like, uh, I don't know, like I, I loved a silly rom-com that I saw this year called Off the Menu. Super cute, super fun. But like, in my opinion, Annihilation was not successful in doing what it set out to accomplish. Whereas <laughs> Off the Menu was, it did what it was trying to do and it did it well. And, uh, and, I feel like in this movie, if I just watch it as sort of a silly, fluffy romance, it, it kind of achieves that fairly well. I still, there are parts that I don't like because I don't really like her. She's not a likable enough character for a dopey romance. <laughs> yeah. Um, but anyway, I just, like, if I think of it as like a, a silly romantic movie and just fluff, then I'd probably give it like a C or C plus. Um, but if I'm thinking of it as like a prestige renaissance, Disney renaissance work of art film, then I'd give it like a really bad grade. <laughs> Does that make sense at all? Yeah. No, I mean, I, I, yeah, I understand what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. And I have it in my ranking of my Disney movies. I have it at 50 in my ranking. So it's one of my lower ones. Yeah. Um, I have it just above Fun and Fancy Free. <laughs> <laughs> slapping song and slapping I have song. I actually I know you will really disagree with this but I actually have it I have Black Cauldron at 49 and Pocahontas at 50 just because there's nothing that's like offending anybody in Black Cauldron so that's why I think it's a tiny bit better mm -hmm. uh, whereas this like it has that awkwardness of historical inaccuracies I, I was a little bit nicer on this watch than I was <laughs> <laughs> I, <wasn't> I know <laughs> kind of in the middle uh -huh. uh, i think i think it's like number 33 and i'm trying to remember what's above or uh, above or below it but because again I, I the the animation and the parts i like i like i quite like mm -hmm. uh and then I'm, I'm even thinking though, I wonder if I'm going to move it lower. Is this viewing 
know why. I don't know. I mean, I think it was in a, I wasn't in a bad mood or anything. It just, it just brought. I think it just brought it down. Maybe I was looking. Podcasting at- will do that to you because, like that, when I, like for the most part, I've actually liked things more when I podcast about them. Uh-huh. But on certain films like this, uh, that just don't sort of hold critical analysis that well. Um, like I found that I didn't really enjoy podcasting about Harry Potter. Like I had had pleasant memories of all of the movies. And then when I went to sort of critically and analyze them through a podcast, I was like, Ooh, that wasn't very good. And I didn't really mm-hmm. like that. And, and I, all of a sudden I was like, Ooh, these movies aren't very good. And um, there's a couple that are good, but a lot of them I didn't like. And, mm-hmm. um, and I don't know, I, I left that experience being like, Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> but um but anyway I'm, now i'm just sort of starting now to kind of get back to being like oh yeah i like harry potter harry potter's fun <laughs> it took me a while though it's almost a year of covering harry potter in that year the year that um, fantastic beasts came out i spent almost the whole year uh doing harry potter podcasts and and so it took me a while to kind of get back to sort of liking it again <laughs> yeah yeah. But, um, but anyway, so yeah, uh, it's it's an interesting experience. <laughs> but that's the thing, like with movies, is there's nothing wrong with having different, quite different experiences watching a film. Like, and any critics should be like, I, I I really hate it when people are like, how come you gave this thing three, or you gave it one point, you gave it three crowns, but now you have it, or you gave it three stars. And, uh, or how come you gave this, you know, one grade and it's just like, oh, I don't know. It was just what I felt in the it's moment. Just, uh, like, yeah. <laughs> I'm a human being. <laughs> exactly. Um, but, and it can p- depend on the day that you watched it sometimes. Honestly, yeah. you tired, frustrated, different moods. All that stuff comes into play. They like to pretend that oh, it yeah. doesn't. We try to be as objective as possible, but. No, but it does. It, it, definitely, it definitely comes into play, for sure. Yeah. For sure. So. Uh, all right well uh so let's um i've got my little random number generator here let's figure out what all right about next okay 55 that's almost towards that's so that is that's big hero six hey excellent <laughs> so next month we will talk about big hero six so that will be really fun and uh, let us know what you think of Pocahontas in the comment section, where you would rank it, and what you think are its strengths and weaknesses. And um, yeah, and let, it, or let us know on Twitter. Either way, uh, that would be really fun. And uh, where, can, where can people find you? Speaking of Twitter, I'm at Stanford Clark. And then I have a movie blog, which is moviespastandpresent.com. Great. St. Rachel's Reviews on YouTube and on iTunes. And also, you can uh, find me on Twitter and other social media at SmilingLDSGirl. So check that out. And uh, thanks so much for doing this. This is so much fun. Oh, thank uh, you for the invitation, you. Rachel. This has been a great, great. <laughs> thanks so much. And uh, we'll look forward to talking Big Hero 6 ne- next month. Yes, definitely. <laughs>